Hey everyone, this is Reagan Canope. Welcome back to the Oregon Bridge. Since 2000, I think it was more of like national trend for the whole, like almost every state kind of like leaning towards the blue. And then now we're getting those momentum back. It is very important to have rebranding our party first. So we're trying hard rebranding our whole state party image. I'm sure there's a lot of Oregonians, non-affiliated voters, even the Democrats start to realizing what just happened to our state. The Oregon Republican Party is challenged. Victories in statewide elections are few and far between. Their last statewide victory was in 2016 with Dennis Richardson for Secretary of State. Republicans haven't had a U.S. senator in over a decade from Oregon and haven't won the governor's race in 36 years. Oregon used to be more competitive. Republicans had split or significant control in both legislative chambers through a lot of the 90s and into the 2000s. George W. Bush lost Oregon by less than a point in 2000 and came within five points in 2004. Then 2006 happened. First the minority, then the super minority for legislative Republicans. But things could be turning around. Republicans won the fifth congressional district race for the first time since 1994, and they broke out of the super minority in the legislature. Christine Drazen ran the strongest election for governor in over a decade for Republicans. And voter registration in some districts has started to move the Republican direction. I talked to Justin Huang. He's the chairman of the Oregon Republican Party. And a few weeks ago, we chatted about what Oregon Republican Party is doing and what is coming up next for Republicans and their opportunities in the election. I'm Reagan Canope, and this is The Oregon Bridge with Justin Huang, chairman of the Oregon Republican Party. Now that the legislative session is over, it's time for Oregon's activists, candidates, and political committees to turn their attention to the 2024 elections. With government regulation of political activities becoming more complicated nearly every year, and with political actors increasingly initiating complaints and litigation to achieve political goals, having experienced legal counsel has become critical to success in the political arena. Harang Long PC has represented clients involved in candidate and ballot measure elections for decades. To learn more about Harang Long's political law practice, check out our website at harangue.com. That's www.harrang.com. Welcome back to the Oregon Bridge. Today we're joined by Justin Wong. He is the Oregon Republican Party chairman, and he's also a business owner. Welcome to the podcast, Justin. Thank you, Reagan. Thank you for having me today. I um, always wanted to be on your podcast, and I, we kind of misplaced a couple of times before, but I really appreciate your invitation. I look forward to uh, talking to your audience. Well, we're really excited to have you, and I know the audience is interested because you are a key figure, obviously, in Republican politics. The Oregon Republican Party has gone through right some ebbs and flows in terms of being successful and then running into some challenges, right? And so I think you're the perfect person to talk about how you see things for the upcoming election. But first, for folks who don't know you, you're a business owner. And maybe just talk a little bit about that to start with your background and your upbringing and then the business that you run. 
Thanks for the question, and I'll make it really brief. And I am a Korean immigrant, and me and my family immigrated here when I was four years old, five years old, to L.A. in California, and we spent most of the time in the Pacific Northwest. We moved to Oregon back in 2004 by opening first restaurant in Gresham, Oregon, called Joy Teriyaki. And since then, we're, we had tremendous supports from the community, and we were able to grow our company more than 30 restaurants. And we own few. We operate a few for our licensees, and we're growing. So I really appreciate all the help from this country. And I think that that is a motivation for me to be in, in the part of the Oregon politics for, as a Republican. Yeah, that was, was my like, next question is, how did you right. get involved in politics? As you already know, I mean, I think we met back in 2017, right? It's time flies. <laughs> it really and does. And I, right, and I got more gray hairs now. And <laughs> that's, how, <laughs> that's what politics does it to you, right? Yeah, so I've been involved. Even the, before I started thinking about running for office, I was involved just being a businessman and having a small business in Oregon. You get challenges, and there's so many red tapes and stopping you to grow because our job as I don't know what other business owner thinks, but I honestly think my job is just providing and creating a job force and then hand over to our younger generation so then they can take over our job in the future. Right. But there's so many red tapes blocking that process. So I, I was thinking I was involved with so many other nonprofit organizations as well. You know, I'm with like Korean War Veteran Association, Lagos Hospital Foundation Board, you know, some others. But I started thinking about I want to do more. I actually wanted to get involved with the people with the same mindset, trying to change things. And that is one of the biggest reasons I threw my head in the ring back in 2018 election. I ran for state representative in the House District 49. It is heavily Democratic district. I think it was plus 14D. I think I lost by four points, give and take. And the losing was, my first time losing in the election, that was kind of like giving me a reality check. It was hard. Just getting recovered from the loss. Because I know there are so many other candidates running for office. I'm pretty sure they went through the same path just because I know how much work they put in for two years and year and a half or also because they got to give up their life. So that kind of got me in the maybe like half a year break. And then now I was like, wait a minute, same person I ran against, he's now running for Senate. So I have learned a lot of skills. And because when I first ran for office, I had no knowledge, no network. I think you were there and you gave me kind of a lot of give advice here and there at the beginning, but I was like green, like I had no idea. But after I ran my first office and first campaign, I thought, and I gained a lot of knowledge, why don't I give another shot? So I ran for Senate, Senate District 25, which I don't know if you remember. Against Senator Gorsuch. Now. Senator Gorsuch, yeah. And then that was another plus 12 Democrat district. And I think I lost by 2.5 within the margin of error. And yeah, the second one is like, all right, this is not my direction. Maybe after I lost my second elections and I was keep thinking, what can I do to just get involved, help the candidate be in the community? Because I didn't want to give up. Once you're a Republican, I want to be a forever Republican. I want to be an asset for the Republican Party, even the county levels, state party levels. But I've been involved somewhat involved with some of the county republicans but i got a call from some of the people around me and saying hey you know there's a vice chair at the state party is vacant 
they were thinking I can bring those skill set that I have learned from two past election cycles. So I was like, all right, let's do it. So I ran and I won my vice chairmanship in May of 2022. Actually, it's not that long. It sounds like forever, but it's about a year and a half ago. And all of a sudden, my chairman resigned, <laughs> right? That was end of July. That was kind of out of the blue. So I became a chair. So it was more challenging at the time just because we're in the election year and I was barely at the vice chair and became a chair taking over all this different program was going on. At the same time, we had to manage those campaigns supporting our congressional candidates. But we did our best and I started making a lot of trips to other states to raise money. I think we have raised about $600,000 give and take since I became a chair in July and until the end of the election year, which is like November 10th, November 8th. And after that, I was off for re-election in February. And luckily, I was able to hold my position for another two years. I don't know if my wife is happy about it, but I'm happy to be part of the history. For those who aren't familiar, the state Republican Party has a reorganizational meeting every two years. And at that meeting, they elect the chair, the vice chair, the treasurer, secretary, and maybe a couple of delegates, if I'm remembering right. And so they they select all the county parties do this. The individual counties do it and they have to do it before the state meeting. And then they send all their delegates from the local meetings to the state reorganization meeting. And that's where they pick the chair. So you were the vice chair. And then, as you said, you got, you know, your chair resigned. And so that elevated you to the chairmanship. And Mm -hmm. after that, then you had to seek reelection for a new term as chairman and any chairman that wants to serve has to do that every two years if they want to continue to serve. So just some background for our listeners. I don't know if the Democratic Party system is the same in how they choose their chair, but that's the uh, Oregon Republican Party system that you and I are familiar with. So thank you for so the my, explanation. You know absolutely. The yeah. And so then my next question is my context, my thought on, in terms of explaining this to listeners is, OK, way, way, way back in 2000. Oregon is very competitive at the presidential level. You've got George Bush and Al Gore. Bush almost won Oregon, barely lost it. And then same thing again in 04, very, very close election with Bush and Kerry. Sort of after that, the Republican Party, at least at the, you know, nationally, we weren't super competitive, but we had very competitive legislative elections. And then slowly Democrats started, you know, winning more of those elections and have had pretty significant majorities past couple of years we were in the super minority and now we're just starting to push our way out of the super minority and are looking at trying to be ascendant again what kind of a role do you think that the Oregon Republican Party organization plays in trying to help that you know what are the goals of the Oregon Republican Party and how do they help win elections yeah of course I remember those era and then I think uh, since 2000 early 2000 I think it was more of like national trend for the whole like almost every state kind of like leaning towards the blue and you're right you know and then now we're getting those momentum back and most likely we're trying to get those capacity back by winning some of their seat more and you just pointed out that we were barely getting out of the super minority right so there was a lot of efforts so when I became a chair, so I had to find a resource and any tools to help the party, which is there was a lot of disconnections, I believe, with the state party and the caucus. And then we tried to bring those relationships back. So then collaboration is always the key, I think. 
and the communication, which is like I've been talking to Senator Knob a lot, and I've been talking to Vicky Iverson, and just to having those regular conversation. And because we are the same team, we're not competing. And I want to put it in the same package, even though going through, I think first plan is, well, let's start with this. For the party-wise, it is very important to have rebranding our party first, because the city of Oregon has first, we don't have finance limits. So the lobby or the, a lot of donors can straight to go to the candidates to make a donations or the elected officials or the caucus is up to them. So we don't really have those circulation of donations. So we're trying to be as acting like a PR company of those candidates or those donors, making sure, because we got to be local, we got to have a good name, good image. So whatever their money spend on the candidates will not go into waste. So we're trying hard getting those rebranding our whole state party image by messaging and as grassroots and a lot of collaborations with other minority groups. So that's our plan one. Second plan is we're doing a lot of just, I was telling you earlier, we are regularly talking to the caucus right now just to making sure we just talk about candidate recruitment because we want to make sure we want to have a quality candidates, which is like, that's the most things we're looking for in the candidates. And the second thing is we don't want those two, three hundreds of candidates fighting each other in the primary. That's my take. I mean, they have all the rights to run for office, but my take is we want to get involved in the candidate recruitment. So then they don't have to waste their time and the money of much of their time. So then they have more resources to fight in the general elections. So that's another thing we're currently working on. On the other hand, we are the state party is more charged handling, managing a campaign for the congressional races, which is like the first thing we are trying to do right now. I mean, we have signed Rule 11, which is preventing any preventing a primary for Clay Pence and Lori Travis Dreamer, just to making sure because we want to protect those seats no matter what happens, because we picked a lawyer citizen just last year, and he has been a Democratic citizen since 1994. It's going to be heavily targeted from Democrat side. And we want to make sure that he can reserve those funding and go on full on on the general elections. That makes sense because you have a very close majority in the U.S. House of Representatives, and mm -hmm. Lori Chavez Dreamer's seat specifically is one of those seats that you want to have in order to keep that majority and it's going to be targeted nationally, right? So making sure, for the Oregon Republican Party perspective, you want to make sure that that is the strongest possible run for Lori as an incumbent, which means not having to fend off any challengers and stuff like that. So that makes sense. There was a big win, honestly. That Otherwise, we wouldn't have this much attention from the national level. And then we've been getting a lot of resource from the RNC right now. I think we just got another, I don't think it's correct number, but it's nearly about $190,000 just from the RNC. We can use that money for our federal programs. Wow. And and I think after by picking up one more seat, we've been getting so many calls and so many supports on Oregon. It's not the same Oregon anymore. And then I am really excited for City 6. We had Mike Erickson rent last year. Mm -hmm. I'm very much excited for their race because I think we lost by very small margin. So we gotta. I think there's gonna be another targeted race, and of course the city comes along. And um, I think it's step by step. I think if we can pick one more seat, and we're gonna be even congressional in Oregon. I don't think that never happened before, right, Reagan? I know you more. You know. So I would have to look that up, but it's been. I mean, you had Walden there by himself for years. Before that, you had you referenced CD five had been in Republican hands before. 94, I think it was maybe, it might've been Denny Smith. 
And so we've had two before, but I'm not sure that we've ever been in the majority of the U.S. House. I would definitely have to check on that. But yeah, I mean, decades since Republicans have been that effective and that that well represented in Congress. Right. And then we're going to have SOS race, which is where we have a lot of I think we're going to have a lot of college candidates that throw their head in the ring pretty soon. And then we already have a G candidate. I think his first name was Will. Yeah, we had Will Lathrop on the program recently. He is a Republican candidate for attorney general. Yeah, I have met him last year, and I he has a decent chance of winning, and he's very smart. And we probably had to talk to him more about how we can help. But as a state party, I want to make myself clear as a party, we can really endorse anyone in the primary. If there's another Republican candidate that comes up as AG, we have to be a neutral. Yeah, that is, you find that to be one of the challenges. You obviously have a lot of rank and file members who on their own are able to go out and help different candidates in different campaigns. But as a party apparatus, kind of like you're seeing at the federal level with the presidential primary, the party has to be neutral and create a platform basically for candidates. And then the party gets behind the candidate that gets selected in the primary, right? And so that's a very similar thing at the state level. Perfect. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, so I think that is our plans for getting ready for the year. So there's going to be excitement. That's awesome. And then if you are making the pitch to a non-affiliated voter on why they should either become a Republican or at the very least consider Republican candidates in the next November election here coming up in 2024, what's your pitch on why they ought to vote Republican instead of either staying home and not voting or voting for Democrat? What's kind of your pitch to Oregonians on why they ought to vote Republican? So my biggest pitch is I'm sure there's a lot of Oregonians, non-affiliated voters, even the Democrats start to realizing what just happened to our state. The homelessness gets never fixed and then drug uses, school choices, and all these problematic issues that has never been fixed under the more than two decades of democratic control. And now that people are awakening, and my pitch is if they want to see less homeless, if they want their tax dollars to go in the right place and right program to help their children, they should be rethinking about who they have to vote for. We have given enough time to those democratic control governments and never been changed. It is now time for those all the non-affiliated voters and Democrats give a chance to the Republican people, Republican candidates to make changes. I think that is my pitch, just because the problems that we've been facing every goddamn day never been fixed. Awesome. Anything else that you want to add, Justin, and let people know about what the Oregon Republican Party is working on? Yes. So we're, this is more of the event space. We're trying to be more active by doing a lot of those other small events, big events. Our next one is from the Washington County. We have a Reagan dinner It's on this coming Saturday, and it's one of the biggest Reagan dinner they have been, been doing for years and years. And I think that's going to be another way for our fellow Republicans to network and with people to what they have there in mind and to share their political ideas. And another big one is coming up in October, October 19th through 22nd, I believe. It is our biggest event as a Republican Party, which is the platform convention. And we have uh, most of 
every elected official will come and then we're going to talk about the platforms. But also we're providing a training sessions, which is like the steps from RNC is flying over here. We do candidate trainings and then we do a lot of trainings of like what we have to do to win Oregon. So it is open for everyone to come to those kind of events. The one of the biggest reasons we're doing the training is because we want more people to get involved with the state party or the county parties. So I think those training, we're going to be continuing to do so, not even the, like those platform conventions. So we'll be giving out the resource and then date and time on the OregonGOP.com to making sure the people has more resource to the party. So I wish whoever has questions or getting involved, please join us. And I'm sure there's county chairs will love to help the other people to join in the party. So my door is always open. And if there's any concerns, shoot me an email, call me, text me. And now I'm sure we can do a lot better than every year. And then I'm really excited for 2024. And there's more exciting news that will come up. And please stay tuned. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Justin. And if people want to learn more about the Oregon Republican Party, your guys' website is Oregon.gop. Is that right? That is it. Awesome. And they're on, you know, Twitter and Facebook and all the social media. So, well, Justin, we really appreciate your time coming in and just giving a a quick update to our listeners. And uh, if you've got anything else to share or any big updates, feel free to come back on the on the podcast anytime. Perfect. Will do next time. I'll bring you better news and good news next time. Thank you for having me, Megan. And thank you, everyone. All right. Appreciate it. Bye bye.